Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Can I say that welcome first welcome to You Made It Weird. I'm Pete Holmes and I'm so happy to have Neil Brennan here. Hey. The very funny Neil N E A L Brennan. Mm-hmm. Don't spell it N E I L. Is that the name of the No, your you first? can spell it that way. <laughs> I, I, it's not don't write a check to me like that, but I like you can if you want to. I well, won't be like I don't know anyone named Neil <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> I don't sorry, I don't respond to that. Ni ill? Ni ill? Yeah, I don't that You doesn't... did you did one time text me. Uh I enjoy texting Neil whenever my name's on a marquee. Uh especially if it's uh small or uh, improper and you texted back N E I L this was some theater you were playing N E I L B R E N A N or something. Yep. Which, it double, was double wrong. Double, double rive, double wrong. Double wrong. Uh, I should have recorded an album. I, though I did save the picture. So I, think, I, could, oh, yeah. so I could use it as an I, album. I told you to tweet it. Do you get, I, think, I think I didn't. I think it was not that popular. Really? Yeah. I, to, I find that hard to believe. I found that to be a delight. Well, yeah, but you're, I mean, you got to know your audience. Well, no, you got to, the, the thing. My audience doesn't automatically know how to spell my name. Right. They're not like, what? And the other thing is, it seems like it's just that one Spinal Tap did the joke. It's kind of like, meh. Wait, what was on the... I don't remember. They, it's like Spinal Pap. That uh, was, that, uh, bad for Bruno you. Bruno Kirby was picking him up, holding a sign that said Spinal Tap. <laughs> spinal tap. <laughs> I, think, I think there's still room for other uh, No, I know, but I'm jokes. just saying on Twitter, you know... I don't think people really like links that much on Twitter. I still think it's a bit of an inconvenience. I think yes. the new... I it should just be right there. I feel like it's it's uh, it's unwrapping a present. You, you see the link, and, and, and the caption intrigues you, and then you, you look at it, and then you're, like, rewarded for your faith. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the less... I think you, the the deal is you underpromise and you overdeliver. I like that a lot. You kind of soft, you kind of slow play them up front. You go, this may interest you. Fucking picture my cock. Yeah, you know what, uh, Joe Mandy, the very funny Joe Mandy on Twitter. Uh, do you follow him? Yeah, he's great on Twitter, and he always retweets like Mitt Romney or somebody, and he's like wrong link question mark, and and then he has the link. He retweets them. Right, he quotes the tweet. And then he changes the link to like a picture of like old dudes holding their dicks or something. <laughs> and I pray to God every day that maybe one of these politicians is like, oh, wrong link. Uh, what, where to go? And then just like on their private jet, have a good laugh. Yeah. Their, oh, they're not going to have a good laugh. They're, they're going to be able to. Is this going to hurt the campaign? <laughs> we, need to, we need to get out ahead of this thing. What was going on with your parents? You, you got Neil and Kevin Brennan. You're both two funny. What was going on was. How's Kevin spelled? <laughs> Regular? I, can we not talk about spelling anymore? It's not interesting. <laughs> it is. It's, it's good. not at all interesting. It's good television. It's not at all interesting. It's it's, it couldn't be less interesting. I'm P-E-A-T. Like the moss. Is that true? That's no, not true. No, Again, not. That's <laughs> no, but, right, but it's still not interesting. You were mildly no, interested. No, no, no. I was confused. Yeah. Or no, I was being I'll polite more take, than anything. I'll take polite confusion. I was being polite. I wasn't I wasn't actually like, what? God, that's actually... That's, that's the craziest spelling of a fucking terribly common name. This actually goes right into our... Don't this, spell anything. Whatever not, you're about to say. <laughs> this is not spelling related. The premise of the show is I ask you things that I think are weird about you. Mm -hmm. My first weird thing about you is actually one of the things that I love about you you is that you shoot from the hip neil you shoot from the hip uh what's going on there how do, have you been that way your whole life you will tell someone to their face exactly how you feel no matter what seems tell to be the them what i told you you told me to lose some weight 
Yep. And you said, it don't, it won't benefit you at all to be so doughy. Yeah. What did I do? Fucking kid lost weight. <laughs> I, we went to one of our lovely vegan Santa Monica lunches and you, and you are world famous our, <laughs> vegan Santa Monica lunch. People hear about these. They know all about it. And you, and you just shot me really. And I actually really appreciated it. And I tend to really appreciate people like you. Doug Benson is another like right in your fucking face shotgun yeah. blast. And like, I it's that Dr. Seuss quote. I'm going to quote Dr. Seuss. It's like say what you mean because those who uh, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Right. I know that's a silly thing to quote, but I think about that all the time because in my life I love people that do that, but I don't necessarily do that in my own life. The thing the thing is it's a it's a double edged sword. Sure. I don't know if there's a Dr. Seuss quote for double edged swords, but uh, it's like <laughs> I people at first don't like it. Right, but for the it's never mean spirited. No, do you know what I mean? Like didn't I didn't call mean me like fatty. I wasn't fat. like fucking. Like, you fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I got a liposuction kit in the car. You want to <laughs> right, come out, right, right. No, it wasn't. It, mean. it was Frank. No, it's fr- but it's also like I'm I'm direct stuff. I'm uh. So you have to be good looking. You got to be right. good looking to be on camera. Like right. And 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 I do it to myself for the most part. What happens is I'm not people don't like me up front, but then you become a very valuable asset to people because they know <laughs> yeah. that they oh. whatever you say it's real is true, which is always I always feel like if someone writes a script and one of my friends and doesn't send it to me, yeah. it's because they don't have confidence in the script. Yeah. Because they know I'll go, eh, right, eh, eh. eh change this change that so invaluable though in a town of... but then like seth myers it's like you're the only person i can count on. yeah like like he counts on like i think even Chappelle said that one time like if neil said it's funny it's funny Nail. yeah there you go Nail, that, Nail. That, that, that that wonderful <laughs> Dave Chappelle impression that just makes me so fucking uncomfortable i'm so sorry um, i made it weird Premise of the show. You don't need to force the title of the show. No, I just did. (laughs) Hey, I made it weird, guys. (laughs) Hey, what? Did you see that? Hurry, hurry. Is there a sound effect you have, you fucking hack? We have a toilet flush that we put. It's like Marin's doing that now, too, where he'll go like, so we good? He'll force in, so we good. Is that his phrase? That's his catchphrase. He says that at the end of like most of it. Like, oh, we good? yeah, I've noticed that. I, I, I think we're both fans of that podcast, and he, uh, I, I did notice that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, we're we're good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you, the, the, I, I want to give the listeners a little bit of thing uh, for those. Everybody seems to know you're the uh, co-creator of the Chappelle Show. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. You know the who streets, definitely knows? The streets talking about it. Black folk. Black folk do know. Black me. folk love you. I am a black here's person. What, here's what's odd about me. I get recognized three. I get recognized maybe four times a month. Uh huh. I thought you were gonna by, say a day by black people. Yeah. Well, I don't go out much. I'm always if I go to a nightclub, it's, like it's yeah. oh, it's on, homie. Right, right, right. Uh, but the bad thing is, I assume every black person will recognize me. Yeah, I like would I do just that. assume it. Yeah. I was one time, I was walking with. I had a black girlfriend because I walked the walk. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you, I do think of you as one of my black friends. I yeah. claim you as that. I, I walk. People the are walk. like, you don't have any black friends. I'm like, yes, I do. Um, I walk the walk. So get into. We it. were in Harlem mm-hmm. going to the Apollo because why else would we be if we weren't buying drugs? <laughs> Come on. I kid the I kid the neighborhood. It's all white now. You made it weird. Woo 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 woo. 
flush. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we're walking on 125th Street to the Apollo One, to, two, see, five. to see Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Her choice, if you can believe it. Mm. Not mine. That sounds like uh, a white guy choice. People people love Aretha. That sounds like a, a, a tone-deaf white guy would be like, Honey, happy anniversary. <laughs> Guess what I got you? <laughs> the one, one of the uh, ladies we can both agree on. <laughs> Her, Tom, uh, Will Smith. Will Smith, Will Beyonce. Smith, yeah. Beyonce. Uh, Kanye? Yeah, but, not, but a certain kind of person. A I certain l- kind of white person is a certain kind of black person. Yeah. Whereas like Kanye couldn't do the Super Bowl, whereas Aretha Franklin could, and Will Smith could, and uh, Janet Jackson could. I love Will Smith as a dude. Yeah, Why? he's one, one of those guys that I can hear like bad things about him. Because look at me, I'm, I'm the poster guy. Out I don't guy really. That like I, Will Smith. I gotta say, like I, I'm in a position to have heard bad stuff about him, and I never have. I hear some. I hear that I, I've heard that he's kind of that he can be one of those like, "What's up, Neil? What's up?" Like you're working for him. What's up, right. Neil? Fire Neil. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, but even when I hear that, I'm like, fucking A, take care of business, Will Smith. Uh, T-C-B. I don't have a problem with that. When I hear stories about people right. being here's the other. Here's the thing that people get wrong about temper tantrums. Yes. Okay. Here's a temper tantrum story. Because you only hear it like, and then he fucking... Yep. All right. I was doing a pilot last year, and I was in it. I directed it and I co-wrote it with Dove Davidoff. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, hilarious. And the pilot wasn't bad. And I actually wasn't bad at acting. Man, well done. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Is that to the I know industry? What you're That's to the, to the industry. <laughs> hey, the industry, listen, man. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. It was fine. Yeah, sure. I was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first... So I'm directing and they're the, the first shot up of the day is like uh dawn i'm driving i'm driving and i'm directing directing there's a camera on the hood and acting and acting words you wrote yes but still and the can it's not we're not on a like a thing where they drive you no i'm driving yeah in traffic with a giant ass camera like cash cab precisely (laughs) um so so we're driving along and oh no no no! all right so i'm going i'm i'm running late right uh-huh. not even that late i'm like 10 minutes late yeah so i call ahead i go look i'm late can someone please go I'm get sorry. me this isn't in the movie is huh? this is this what you're playing in no, the no, movie? no no this is in neil brennan real. real life so this i'm driving real. a set and i'm actually late so i call ahead and i go hey i can stop for coffee and get it myself or uh but it'll just make me later Yep. Would you send? Would you mind sending a PA out? PA to get a cup of coffee for me. Here's sure. my order. Cool. Yeah, we'll take care of it. I get to set, go to my wardrobe, do all the makeup, all that stuff, and then I see a PA walk around with a piece of paper and a pen, taking everyone's order on the set. Right. So basically. He asked everyone what they wanted. Right. And it took me an hour and a half to get the coffee. Right. Now, if I it sounds like, well, you're a you're a bitch. No. I need energy for the scene. Right, right, right. It's like the it's we're like human machines on set. They sure. just wheel you in, say your thing, go. On command. Yes. Uh and but be- the machine needs batteries. Right. They wouldn't do that to batteries. They wouldn't go like, let's just see if we can get a little bit of charge for everyone. Right, right, right. No, the got the director, the star, and the, <clears throat> so I didn't even have attention to him. The next day I just said 
I pull the PA aside and I go, listen to me. Shoot don't ask anyone. Don't don't tell anyone. Don't get on the walkie. Go get me a coffee. Don't don't even look at the don't even look at the EP. Don't don't even look. go and get me a cup of. As I go uh, the by the power vested in me. Yeah. As the director of this show. Yeah. Get me a cup of coffee, I find please. That, I find that delightful. Right, but that could be one of those. If I were famous, it would be like fucking Neil Brennan demands coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, it's like if it's a lot of you're under a lot of stress, and yeah. if you ask for a sandwich a it, certain way, yeah. Fucking give me this. I can't right. leave. Right. I would go get it myself. I'm not allowed to. Well, well that's one of the things with stand-up is, is that, like, uh, we tend to have riders. I don't have a very fancy rider at me all. Me neither. But, like, if you do it, I kind of, like, have certain foods and beverages that I want to drink before a show. Right. It's for the benefit of the show. Yes. But I totally feel like a dick because I don't shoot from the hip. I, it would be better if I shoot from the hip and I'm like, you know, I really uh, wanted a fruit plate and all you have here is, like, tuna fish sandwiches and that's right. going to make me go into a coma. And you want me to be funny. Like, I admire somebody that just is like, this is wrong. And you yeah. shouldn't. Like, well, that's why they, you've heard the story, like, Seinfeld would have the yellow M&M thing. He did? In his rider. Yeah. I thought that was a heavy it metal. It was Van band. Halen. The, oh. the story was Van Halen, but I actually heard it was Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, he Or Jerry Seinfeld also had it. Okay. Meaning you, M&Ms with no yellow ones. The reason he had it was because he, it mean if you got that, then you took care of everything. Yes. You read the contract yeah. line for line. Yeah. In terms of, instead I, of just like, yeah, just get a fruit plate and a crudite. Bill Cosby is uh, like hamburgers with just pickles and uh, bottled water in glass bottles, I heard. I played a school after he was there. Yeah. I thought I think that's awesome. Yeah. I but also, again, it sounds like some real, real bitch shit. But it's like, look, man, it's I'm going to imagine you're there. You're going to a show. You need to work. Right. Uh, it's like, all right, let's say you go to work, whatever your job is. I'm assuming you have a job, which may be a little presumptuous on this podcast. <laughs> me? Who, me? Or no, your listeners? The listeners. Yeah, they have jobs. Um, I speak for them. Uh, imagine if they just didn't have a water fountain. Right. And you'd be like, hey, could we get a water fountain? <laughs> but th- to get that interpreted would be like, fucking the prima donna in accounting right, 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 wants right. water all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's my defense of quote-unquote divish behavior. But and again, you- Will Smith is a is a powerful guy. He's an important guy. Yep. And if somebody's creeping him out on set, fire him. Yep. Fire him. I, I Honestly, even when I hear like Christian Bale flipping out, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I love Christian Bale. I don't, I don't care. I yeah, don't care if he yells exactly. at someone for being in his yeah. eyeline. And I heard that story that that guy was like repeatedly in his eyeline. And look, he's doing like press in the morning. You know what it's like it's on a, a movie. Pain. He's yeah, he's you're, working his ass. You're off. wheeled up. You don't get one thing. You bear. They barely care about you. <laughs> they care for you as little as they possibly can. Yeah, of course. They or they treat you like a human as as little as they possibly can. So if you're trying to. A lot of this, it takes concentration. Yep. It just takes a lot of concentration, a lot of focus. Yeah. And if some, if there's fucking bad energy yep. or bad, a guy, it's like, dude, I've had tons of people ask people to get out of their island. Right. I, you know. That's it, a classic I've also wanted, I've screamed like that on set. I wasn't, thankfully, I'm not, no Record. one, no one, I'm not famous enough that anyone wanted to hear it. Right. You know what I mean? But I've yelled at, I've yelled, I yelled once like that on set. At Dave Chappelle? No, Nail. but I, I yelled. I swear to God, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> That'll be good podcasting. Um, That's good. Uh, no, I 
I never yelled at Dave, but I uh, I yelled at someone on Dave's behalf one time. Uh huh. That's um, a nice thing to do. And I yelled at someone on Jeremy's behalf, but I yelled at the wrong person. Piven. Yeah. Director. The Goods. Neil yeah. Brennan. Thank you. You're welcome. Available. Netflix. <laughs> streaming. You, you probably don't want people streaming it though. Sure, I do. I, I, I thought I one time saw a director and I told him I just watched his movie on streaming and he was like, oh, you, ah. like I could tell like he I'm was a, one of these like, oh, what's the aspect ratio? Right. It's like, oh, just, it wasn't even that. I think he just wanted money. Like he gets more money if oh, I bought I it. Yeah. Well, that's the second weird thing about you is that you're very successful and you're, the, you're by far the most successful person I know. And uh, I know it's kind of gauche to talk about these things. But my question is actually this. You started doing stand-up mm-hmm. in the Boston, where mm-hmm. I also started, which is actually where we met years later while the Chappelle show was happening. Mm-hmm. This is a weird question. I'm interested in the psychology of success, and I consider you a successful person. When you were young and starting, the idea, the dream of being like a television creator, film director, successful stand-up comedian, we just did that thing in Montreal for HBO, and neither of us really took it. Like It was fine. It was just a thing we did. You know right. what I mean? So here you are kind of living this dream that you had as a young man when you were neil brennan when you were in your uh, 20s or whatever Uh did you were you a positive person did you picture your success did you like have that sort of like i'm gonna make i've always been a (laughs) know-it-all which is a huge benefit when you're a director yeah um and i was i got i was fortunate that my brother kevin was a comedian so I had access. I was going to the comedy clubs in the eighties. Right, I, like my brother was. Yeah, my brother and David Tell were the doorman at the Improv. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. I've known Tell since I was a freshman in high school. That's awesome. That gives you not an advantage, but it just makes it like uh, wildly achievable. It just seems like yeah, that's realistic. Yeah, you go to New York, you become a comedian. So is that a yes? Did you think like I'm going to make it? Everyone thinks they're going to make it. I, I just I think, don't know if that's true. I do. I was actually thinking about that today, where you'll hear guys like, fuck that, I'm going to do it myself. I can and, still see it behind their eyes, and I'm like, I don't buy it. it this actually comes up in your favorite type of music, hip-hop, mm-hmm. that a lot of rappers talk about. Like, Kanye talks about, like, before I had these things, I'd close my eyes and imagine it, that sort yeah. of stuff. I, this is, I don't even mean it in a new-agey way. I'm talking about it in a psychological way. Did you go, this is it for me? Or were you like, I'll do this, or I'll sell Brennan shoes back in wherever the fuck? I remember before... I went to NYU film school, and and then I dropped out after a year because I was working the comedy club. I was working the Boston Comedy Club, working the door, and making $235 a week. I'd like to point out that's in New York, by the way. We talk about the yeah. Boston a lot. It's in New York. Yeah. Um, and I dropped out because I didn't want to go back home because I didn't like my house. Right. It just wasn't designed well. No, I didn't like my dad. <laughs> and no, home, uh, home was... Home was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Outside Philadelphia. Villanova, where the rich white people stay. Okay. All right. Um, is that where uh, Uncle Viv, Aunt Viv, and <laughs> this is a Fresh Prince joke. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that was Bel Air. He flew all the way to Bel Air. I'm an idiot. Oh, Go on. Worst. Go on. Um, you you're spell- ne- you'll never have your own podcast. How do you spell your name? Oh. I'm going to take this microphone cord and I'm going to choke you out like Tony At Soprano. Least I know where I stand with you. It's a delight. I couldn't be happier. Uh, so psychologically, did you own it? I don't. Uh, I was always. I don't know, man. No, I don't know. Because I here's. Uh, did you have a backup plan? Oh no. I, no, I, I had no backup plan. That's, no, but I, but having said that, so I got my first like writing job when I was like twenty. Yeah, and writing for the Chris Hardwick singled out show. Oh, really? Yeah, it's my first job. Was that in New York? It was here. You were out here. Yeah, I moved out here. 
At 20. Mm-hmm. 19, I think I moved out here. Did uh, did your brother Kevin Brennan help you with that? Is that? Uh, why did especially. It? Okay. Um, and and I got a job writing for that, and then I got a job writing for all that on Nickelodeon okay. right after that. And then I wrote for another dating game show that I literally wouldn't tell people what it was. <laughs> like You were you know, embarrassed? I've never told Chappelle what it was called. Really? We hang out all the time. Shipmates? Go, what are you writing for? Shipmates. It wasn't Shipmates. It was, it was called Buzz. Buzz. B-Z-Z-Z-Z. Oh. But it got me into the Writers Guild, which was awesome. Okay, because cable sometimes yeah. had to get into it. No, it was, it was actually syndicated. So Okay. Uh, and then me and Dave wrote Half-Baked, so or we sold it as right, a pitch right. and then we had and then we wrote it and it was real popular and stuff so then i kind of thought like oh all right this is yeah just see it here's the thing about half Bake. we pitched it in march and we were shooting it in july oh my god which is i didn't realize we didn't know how crazy it was people were going like you know this never happens we we're like yeah it, sure it doesn't yeah. um and then it just happened it's only at least it, a it, year. at least i mean at least a year yeah. i have a script now that i've been working on on and off for f- six years really yeah you hear those stories all the time. If you yeah. ever go to a premiere, they're like, this is the end of an eight-year journey. You guys, I hope it's a labor of love. Right, right, right. And that's why they have to go back and change. Like That's why they don't want to hear any pitches typically that uh, that hinge on a technology that's hot right now. Yeah. Because if you're like, it's, a, it's like online dating, and they're like, who knows what they're going to be doing when you uh, make this. But having said that, they do like that, and that they're, they'll just go like, what? It's Because they can sell it? Like, it's so today. It's oh, so that's now. interesting. That's interesting. Um, but you so go- you're 100% wrong well i've been lied to. um no <laughs> at my pitches people treat me differently than, yeah. they, than they treat you uh we love this this is so today <laughs> um, it's what you're uh, getting. if pete holmes pitched this we would <laughs> reject it outright um, i'm repressing the so developer. i guess the site so, and then after that i wrote movies that didn't get made and after after half baked and i was like kind of like all right i can't i don't want to i remember like I I could have rewritten like Snow Dogs or something. I was just like, they I don't want to. I th- it was a movie like that. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to do like I would rather just not be in show business than than do this shit. And then I shot a sketch uh, with Donnell Rawlings, who was on Chappelle Show, and yep. ended up being on Chappelle Show. And and then I was gonna shoot the what ended up being the Kinko sketch on our on Chappelle oh, Show. Oh yeah, yeah. I scouted the location. The one right by the what, yeah. by the Boston. And I was getting ready to shoot it, and Cheryl was like, why don't we do like a Playboy After Dark? And I was like, and it just morphed into like a Chappelle show. But I, but having said <laughs> that, so I just, I always loved sketches. Yeah. Always loved sketches. So, oh, this is a weird, one of those weird things. When I was a kid and when Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live, um, I used to have to like run up the steps. When my parents got home, because it was I was I wasn't supposed to be watching it, it was too late. Uh-huh. I would run up the steps, and at a certain point, I said to my mom, and I was like nine, I go, "Hey, mom, you got to let me watch this Saturday Night Live. It's important." Ha! Which is just one of those things. Like you said, what? <laughs> like it even freaked me out a little bit. Like you might be overstating this. That's great. But like I always really love sketches. So yeah. I don't. I uh, I see it more of just like doing what you love and well, the money will come. Let me let it's, me ask you this: Do you feel like it's a calling? I know that's a weird word to use, but I find that it's a, a good engine for your own life if you do attribute what you're doing to some sort of like this is what I was made to do. 
Just like, yeah, having said that, I don't believe in in like God put me here. I, I I don't even need to bring. Although God always comes up on this podcast, I don't necessarily need to bring God into that. Necessarily, let's just talk about you biochemically. You were made to write sketch. Yeah, uh, or yeah. Films I or could, whatever when I first saw sketch comedy, I was like, I can't believe this. Yeah, like I can't fucking believe how yeah. awesome this is. Yeah. Well, and like it's important. Six or seven. This I is important that. work Mom, that they're doing. This is important. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, this has come up on the podcast before. Again, kind of a psychological question. Bono. I don't think I answered your question. I Because I don't know. The truth is I don't know if I was psychological. I don't think I was psychologically groomed to succeed. But I was, I was always psychologically groomed to have good uh, taste and good... Yeah. Good... Uh, just like being on the right side of the law kind of thing like mm-hmm. i grew up i david tell i when i when my voice changed i modeled it after my brother in a tell mm-hmm. like i was like oh you're changing you should probably try to go that way you mean your comedic voice no 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 my vocal <laughs> my pubescent voice cuz i know a lot of guys that adapted to tell's voice At, uh, no 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 <laughs> what i'm saying i also did but he, w- I was a sophomore in high school, and he was just a friend of my brother's. Yeah, and I would, and they were like my heroes. Yeah. So I would just like, I'm going to model it after That's Kevin so and David Tell. Yeah. So when Geraldo started doing it, <laughs> and fucking John Stewart, and you, oh, I never thought yeah, of that. John does it. John does it. John does it when he throws. He does it at a certain time. He's like, uh, I'm trying to think of when he does it. Like, he does it when he yells. He does oh, it. Okay. Tell. Okay. Um. So, and there's a bunch of guys, Jay Okerson, Kermit, a ton of guys. Well, it's kind of, uh, I guess, a, but those guys are all like open for a tell. A tell right, is I, aware yeah. of this. And no, like, no, and I don't, I don't think okay Dave would it. say these guys are stealing from him. Right. I mean, I think he just, I think he knows it. Right. But well, a tell is a, you know, this is a weird this... enough guy to not say anything. <laughs> He's a strange bird. Yep. But and, no, I think you're answering my question. I think you, but this. So I, I always was like, I, like Half Baked, I didn't like because. It, there was like a hacky energy to it that me and Dave didn't want that was could it was interpreted in the writing, but there was a way to do hack what what seemed like hacky shit in the movie. There was a way to do it where it wouldn't have been hacky. Right. And then people there are there's about thirteen minutes of half baked that you that I go that you could watch and go, Oh yeah, these guys ended up doing Chappelle show. You can just see like yeah. that, 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 that. There was like a day. Yeah. Where when Dave was playing the Sir Smoke a lot and talking to himself and all that stuff, that was what Chappelle Show became. Right, just like, like because no one could interfere. It was just me and him. It was a split screen, so I had to play him, and then I had to play Sir Smoke a lot. Yeah, in his reverses, like when there was a single. I'm getting jargony, but but basically it's a split screen, so someone has to it, in a wide shot. You've got Sir Smoke a lot, Dave. And, Sir, and Dave, the character. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way you shoot it is you lock the camera down, put Dave, the character, in on the right side. Because he's talking to himself. Yeah. And then I would be Sir Smuggle on, on the left side. So it was like we could just riff and and no one could say it. And they weren't like, eh. And it was also just me and him. Right. He was the only one in the scene. It just became like, all right, this is what... Which was a problem of the way we wrote it. Like, we wrote it as an ensemble and... 
we didn't it's there's just stuff that like you really hindsight you go oh yeah yeah that 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 we we should have done that we should have done that well it's interesting because uh this isn't exactly a one-for-one but when i watched the dark knight which is one of my favorite movies Uh there's horrible lines in that movie so it just made me think of that when you're like this played hack it ended up being hack or whatever but we didn't write it when we wrote it we had a vision for it not being that way in the dark knight they literally say uh, have a nice trip. See you next fall. When they're leading, I think it's the Joker to a patrol cruiser. Right. It's a horrible line. That's a horrible line. In oh, the- they did. The- he trips and falls. Like yeah, he's he's lowering him into a cop car and he goes, "Have a nice trip. See you next fall." I'm like, "Are <laughs> you good writing serious?" Right there. No, that's, yeah, that's- no. I'm with you. I yeah, no. I remember that. There's I a lot. That. I remember that going like, "Ah, oh, it's a bit of a clanker." There's a lot of lines that they save when the Joker comes in and he goes, uh, "Ha ha ha ha! I thought my jokes were bad." You know what I mean? Right. That's not a good line. Right. It's a good character and a good actor. Yeah. I thought my jokes were bad. It's true to the character. That's something right. I would read the Joker say in a comic That's book. That's something the Riddler, the Frank Gorshin Riddler, or whoever played the Riddler yes. in the original Batman. Something is real cheesy. Yeah. Real yeah. cheesy. Yeah, no, but that's... Yeah, but we had whole fucking sequences. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, I don't like. You, Are know you, what I mean? you don't seem like a big uh, weed person. I'm not at all a big weed person. Yeah, I don't. The good news was Dave smoked enough for both of us. Ah, uh, you've uh, been asked this before. I sure have, because <laughs> it just got awkward. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> No, 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 you made it oh. weird. Oh, you made, oh, that's hilarious. You don't know what show you're on. <laughs> that's hilarious. You don't know what show you're on. Uh, that's I right. know I'm doing. It just got awkward after this. Oh, okay. That's 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 our competition. <laughs> yeah, it just got awkward. Is our hottest. The, this was such a hot, popular yep. podcast. Yeah, like we need something like like uh, you made it weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just got awkward. They it, be- it came to me. You guys have got the perfect idea. It just got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the jackass button, Zisco and the man. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is what I was going to say earlier, and it goes back to the psychology of success. Is Bono said that uh, all uh, great artists had uh, one or two things, uh, like a mother, like a perfect mother, uh-huh. overbearing, uh, not overbearing, loving, perfect mom that was died. that was taken from them. Yep. You've heard this? Uh, well, I know all those guys, all their parent, their moms died, or their dad hated them, and yeah. Bono said. If you're lucky like me to have both, you can do anything. Uh, Eddie Murphy, I think, has the jackpot. What's that? Um, p- uh, parents get divorced. Yeah. When he's like four. Yeah. Just old enough to get it. That's like real. Outliers. Yeah. Real dad gets murdered by his girlfriend. Okay. By his dad's girlfriend. Yes. Holy his real Eddie's father gets murdered. By his girlfriend, who he took up with after they got divorced. Oh, shit. Mother remarries alcoholic. Yeah. So you that's, just go, oh, this is the trifecta. Yeah. This is like, this is as good as, and then again, and like, that makes sense. That's why we. I'm have, actually surprised he's not more talented. Yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, no, he's the most talented guy on earth. And it's like, yep, that'll do it. Oh, my God. And he used to say, apparently, he used to tell Charlie, he used to point at the TV and go, I'm going to be famous. And Charlie would go, what's famous? That's how young, like, Charlie was six. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes back to you saying, "I this is important. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I got to say, like, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not shocked. Like, I've had. It makes sense. I've had setbacks in my life, but I'm not, I never, I don't know. It just feels like. It's coming home. You know what's funny is I remember, like, when I was, when I was moving out here. Or no, I was talking to John Stewart. I was eighteen, nineteen, and he goes, "He was like, you've had a charm life." I uh, so did I. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. 
Like he's like, yeah, you've had a. He just sort of like John was always real cool. Yeah, like when I was young. Um, you, uh, that's because really he wasn't famous then, right? Um, like the, he was a good dude. Like when he got his MTV show, he called me out here to ask me if I wanted to submit as a writer. Really? Yeah. Like, and I was young. That, I was nineteen. But it's just a good thing. It was just cool. Like I, he called me. I left a message. It was like wow. Yeah. It was like really awesome. I'd love to hear that message. Uh, but this kind of go. You don't have it. How much time do you? Have? No. <laughs> the rest of the podcast is just you and me in your car. Yeah, going to get. But it. I, having said that, I've never assumed. I never assumed I was gonna do it or make. I just assumed. I but I did assume I'm always right. Yeah, and you were right about this. I was right about. Yeah, but I think that sort of certainty points your life in a certain direction. I know that sounds really no, of course no. It's not that metaphysical. It's like it's like I always just fucking loved Chappelle. Yeah, and like was like I know that there's like I just believed in the guy. Yeah, and was willing to work my ass off. Yeah, on the show, and I love sketch comedy. And we both, it's just that we just had a similar. We met when we were both eighteen. So like. At the Boston. We always, yeah, at the Boston. We always just had like a real similar um, yeah. taste and shit. Like you know, a real similar style and a real real similar appreciate. Like we just liked the same shit and didn't like the same. Like we'd yeah. be like, ugh, did you yeah. see that? Um, uh, Chappelle was really nice to me. When I shared I, sensibilities. When I, I met both of you guys at the Boston. Yeah. Uh, when, we came in in our leather jackets. You when you guys were fancy rolling up, yeah, hey, yeah, keep the car running. It was an exciting time. It was an exciting time that the guys from the Chappelle Show would come by all the time. Charlie would come by, Donnell would come by, you guys mm-hmm. would come by. Two thousand four, two thousand four, exactly. This is when I met you. Chris Sigorsky was the door guy. Oh, that's hilarious. He, oh, Chris Sigorsky, that was the greatest. This is hilarious. The Chris, kid, Sigor- Chris Sigorsky was a he had cystic acne. Oh God, that's that hip shooting. That uh, is that hip shooting. Cystic acne. Just a real regular dude from Long Island, New Jersey. Yeah, he's the doorman at Chappelle at uh, at the Boston Comedy Club. Yeah, again, which is a not a good job. Nope. Um. So he says to me, like, "Hey, you think I could like intern on your show or something?" And I was like, "I had a policy on on Chappelle that anyone who just asked me for a part or to work on the show." I would say yes because I just thought it was so really inappropriate. God, and and that I, I it's like yeah, that's what I would have done. It's that's just go, hey, so... can I work on your show? I thought for sure I would have bet fifty dollars right there that you were going to be like, no. They here's never the great part: can do it. They here's, can't do it. Here's the great part: so he, I got him an internship. Again, getting him an internship is going give this kid an internship, right? And so we, so he starts working there a couple months later. His first day, uh, I saw him. I was like, how's it going, man? And he goes, eh, it's not great. I was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, I just thought I was going to be working more closely with you and Dave. Wow. Like, did you? Did you think that? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it was just so, like, what did you think? <laughs> People will go, hey, do you mind? Like, PAs oh, will go, no. hey, do you mind if uh, if I sit in on the writing session? You know what? I do mind. Oh, God in heaven. Yeah. That it was is, just so, like, but dude. But he, so, he was so young. I'm sure he knows better now. No, of course. Yeah. But at the time, that seemed like a, an appropriate thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But, and also, I guess you do think you're going to be, like, you think if you are an intern at the Yankees, you're going to be, like, just hanging out with Derek Jeter. The Absolutely. Time. Like, you dream. But you're not supposed to tell Derek Jeter that you're disappointed yeah. in the job he got you. Yeah. 
He, he I remember Chris told me that he had, he he was writing a show like he a show that didn't exist. He was just constantly writing all the time. I I, I think he might you know he might be doing okay. I don't know what he's. But, uh, I saw him probably four years ago. He was driving a van or something at the. <laughs> it's never good when you're driving down by the river. Van. <laughs> uh, no, he's driving a van for Fashion Week. Okay, uh, you know it's so not, yeah, it's not the best. He I should, don't know. He should ask you for. Another thing. He's uh, he's going to ask to be on your podcast. When the you <laughs> we should add him on this podcast. Then what will you do? I, I'm surprised. Uh, well, when I met Chappelle, I remember that he took the time. I was I was like, yeah, I just moved here from Chicago. And uh, I remember I read an interview with him that said, like, there's two guys. One's in uh, whatever, L.A., and they're going up twice a week. And then you're in New York, and you're going up two times a night. And he's like, that guy's going to do better. And I was like, I just want you to know that that interview influenced my move to New York. I thought that's an appro- I think that's an appropriate yep. fan thing to say. Yes. I had an, I had an opinion. It wasn't too long, yep. and we were out. It's positive. It's positive. And he had seen me like every night that way. I yeah. waited, and then he was like, "Yeah, man, you did the right thing." That's what he said. Right. And that's I mean, like he doesn't know. Then Maybe he punched. I'm, then he punched you in the face. He did punch me in the face, and and you you oh. took notes. It was terrible. Yeah, no. Why didn't you uh, help me? That no, that's that was that was a good meeting. Yeah, it was a good meeting. It was brief. It was by that horrible back bar, the upstairs bar at the bottom. Yeah, of course. That horrible back bar. Yeah, uh-huh. built for built for like murder. Murder, yeah. murder is what that built is for. for murder. It's so funny how like I was talking to Jim Gavigan. He just did the last episode about how you're the product of your environment. Uh-huh. And it's so funny that like I I was always doing the uh, the alt rooms. I was doing the Rafifi. I was doing the UCB out there. Rafifi doesn't exist anymore. But like doing those weird places, but also doing horrible clubs mm-hmm. horrible clubs yeah and performing as you know friday night was was the black night i don't know what we right. colorfully called it but it was just like the white one of the whitest people in the world would go up and perform his i actually thought on the way here that you're wildly white i'm wildly white i brunch on saturday <laughs> and sunday that's aggressively double white. brunch yeah double brunch most of my meals end in cantaloupe but what is you, what is your philosophy on alt rooms like say the meltdown and uh, doing clubs? Cuz you're you're here's, a great here's you're, what I, I'd like to take a moment. Yeah. You're a great stand up and it's interesting to see that's that's kind of where things are heading right. is that you're doing more specials, more yeah. getting hours together and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Right. Um So uh, how how what is your cocktail? Um, what is your what is your environment? I always felt that my feeling is no one has ever really made it made it in comedy who couldn't kill at a comedy club yeah to me the best comedians ever are dave chris rock eddie murphy steve martin um well steve martin arguably wouldn't kill it caroline's necessary yeah, well, maybe he would. He would. yeah he would. um george I, carlin george, steve martin is my absolute favorite george carlin uh jerry seinfeld i could go you know it's Louis. like the, yeah louis like it, you have to me you have to be able to kill at a club yep and Chops. so when I see someone that is, I always feel like UCB and these things are like a, it's a fixed fight. Meaning <laughs> I said to Gavigan the other night, we did a show here at Meltdown and I go, uh, I go, wait, so what do we not talk about here? We don't, we're, we can't be sexist or racist, but we can be elitist. Yeah. And it's just, you just slide one reference out and slip another one. Yeah. In. It's like, we can't make fun of girls, but we can make fun of Creed. Yeah, 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 sure. Great. Sure. This is fucking, this is so much better. Can I interject and say when I was at the Boston, I used to have a typed up uh, set list of all my material and in italics were bits that worked at Rafifian in uh, regular font was stuff that worked at the clubs. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I just have to mix it up. Yeah. If there were a lot of like uh, Latinos or black people, I was just like, I'm not going to do the thing about RoboCop because they don't give a shit. Yeah, they don't have. That's the thing that that um, these alt rooms have is this. 
everyone has it's I say it's a fixed fight in that the audience is just like you. Yeah. It's they've watched the same movies, they've watched the same TV shows, they have the same frame frames yeah. of reference. Uh the because of the cultural pressures, the peer pressures within the culture, that the culture this the social circle you're you're not supposed to like certain things. Mm-hmm. I actually hate when people say Creed. By the way, can I say that? I hate that as a punchline. As a punchline, yeah. I we talk yeah. about this all the time. Alt hack. There's, yeah. There's like 15 things on our list. Me and Kumail made a list of alt hack things. Yeah. And there's so many things like uh, unicorns. Yep. Saying unicorns is alt hack. If yep. you're like, I'm expecting him to come in on a unicorn. unicorn. Yeah. Singing your punchline, which I'm a, I'm a, uh, guilty yep. of that one. And I'm just like, and that's that why I can't. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's every punchline. And that's the, and that's why I don't ever get laid. Right, 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 right. And it's especially when the joke's not working and you're just like, mm, that's how my dad beat me. Yeah. And you're, and everyone will laugh. My buddy, <laughs> my buddy, uh, in New York was going, he went, I was doing a alt room and he got there before me and he watched like three guys and he called them the jerk off crew. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just guys that they're just doughy, hmm. gross. And you can like, they just, it, they just like, I live in my mom's basement. I fucking right. jerk off all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, ugh. well, this is my opinion. And I want to see if you agree with it. Uh, clubs are where you learn pacing. And how to fucking endure, and you get your chops. You learn how to grab an audience by yeah. the face, and you insist in an undeniable way that they listen to you and respond. And uh, I honestly believe, just as important, rooms like the Meltdown are where you learn, where you get your nutrition. So you're working out at the clubs and you're eating at the alt room. So it's kind of like you're bulking up with the nutrition that you need because what are you going to say when they are listening? When you do get that theater date where there's just 3000 people and they're listening. You right. don't have to win them over. They already like you. You can't go out and just and do crowd work. They're already listening. Right. I well I like <laughs> I like I, the thing that that me and me and uh Chappelle used to talk about was like when he would do Luna in all those rooms. Yep. Luna's an alt room. He'd always go like See, I can kill here, but they can't kill at comedy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I feel. Like a I feel foot like in each pool. I feel like the I try to write jokes that will work everywhere. Yep. So they're because that's the thing. And this is I'm a populist, but there's a way to be populist and still be tasteful and Absolutely. great. Sure. Back to the Future is an excellent movie. Yeah. And it's really populist. Yeah. And it's excellent. Chappelle show really populist yeah excellent well i can't think of a better example of something that like really highbrow snobby people enjoyed yeah and like a homeless guy would enjoy. yeah absolutely i'm trying to think of the, the, <laughs> the, the bottom guy. of the, a you homeless guy it was the homeless it won the homeless people's choice award <laughs> they just gave you a pigeon yeah <laughs> thank you neil it flew away right away it was like a dead pigeon it was like come on man oh baby wake up <laughs> oh blowing on the pigeon hobo magic yep that's a terrible thing to say hobo magic uh, but like if i see here's what i say if i'm in uh, new york or whatever i'll see one of my favorite guys from the alt scene exclusively alt so all he's doing is eating and then we have an audition for Montreal, we have an audition for Conan, we have an audition for whatever, and it's at Caroline's, it's at Stand Up New York, it's whatever, it's at yeah. Gotham. And they go up and they just eat absolute shit because they say hello and they don't and they don't get a laugh. I I watch people eat shit from the clubs in rooms like this. Right. Sh- uh, not shame, but you know what I mean. Shame on yeah. them as well. You got to work both sides. Absolutely. I think yes, and it's I gotta say I 
I enjoy watching people bomb when for that reason. Yeah. If it's like, oh, I guess when everyone isn't exactly like yeah. you, you're not that funny. Yeah. But the, I think that forces us, at least my goal is to write material that almost everyone can relate to. And I don't mean in a broad way. I mean, like, fear of death, fear of not being loved, fear of not being yeah. enough. I want to infuse that in everything because I can go to the Upper Peninsula, I can go to Florida, I can go anywhere, I can go to a black room, I can go to a white room, yeah. and still be like, I'm thinking about these things, and and here's what that feels. Well, like. Well, yeah, it's it's not you don't do a RoboCop bit, you don't do a right. bit about the last, uh, you know, you don't do a Star Trek bit or a, but that, or a Harry Potter. That's bit. That's what I think is so great about Louis is he's just uh, Louis C.K. is just he's talking about like rejection, he's talking about loneliness, he's talking about fear, he's talking about sexuality or whatever in a right. way that everybody's just like i'm i'm a 65 year old uh, grandmother and i love this and i'm a 12 year old boy and i yeah and i'm uh i work at a comic book store exactly like it. yeah i'm no, not I saying mean, i can do that that's, that's the goal because everybody you know everybody likes dave Chappelle. everybody likes chris rock everybody likes I, Seinfeld, everybody you, likes george carlin everybody you know it's I, like do you still like Chappelle? I'm not trying to have the like shock jock hour yeah. right now but like you still as a comedian as a comedian yeah absolutely yeah I, I I think about his uh, killing them softly. Yeah, it was great. Time. It was great. It was great, and the showbiz is so unfair that he called his manager that the it aired on a Saturday. He called his manager on a Monday, and the manager goes, "I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Phone's not ringing." And it was so people were so blinded by Chris Rock, really, that they couldn't see that there was another another black great. Guy hilarious dude meanwhile they had no problem with bill maher and dennis miller right <laughs> but they were like what fucking and that was like the and it hurt it hurt dave yeah. it hurt i like i it hurt me on his behalf like yeah it just wasn't fair yeah um because it was what the good well i can tell it i don't know uh he hbo had so little faith in that in dave well we pitched Chappelle show to them no, really? And they were before Comedy Central, and they were literally like, they looked at us like, get the fuck out of here. Really? They, they looked at us like, you pieces of shit. Chappelle Show and Mad Men. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, both yeah. turned down by uh, at To the point where Chappelle is such a fucking great passive-aggressivist, <laughs> yeah. passive-aggressionist, that he on his way out, he goes, all right, you guys, don't forget about me. Which is just such a fucking great thing. That's hilarious. Uh, they had uh, don't in, forget about yeah the me. same six month period. He goes. They weren't releasing Killing Them Softly on DVD, uh, and he's like, "Hey, do you mind? Can you give me the rights to it, and I'll just release it myself?" And they're like, "Yeah, fucking yeah, get out of here. Here, here's the DVD. Sold a million of them. Oh my god. Yeah. So oh my like, god. The, after Chappelle Show hit, he, uh, like, I love that rest. story. So it's like, oh, all right, great. So that is so the best. yeah. So the the I, like, don't forget about me. He should yeah. he should have signed a copy. <laughs> don't forget about me. And uh, well, and you know what co- what HBO said because uh, we pitched to Comedy Central half an hour later. They go, uh, the woman goes, oh, we well we we help Dave and Neil get their pitch together. Yeah, okay. Is that know. what they say? That's the yeah. official story. Yeah, that's what they have to say. That's oh what they have to God. tell themselves to go to sleep in there. That is amazing. Yeah. A hu- oh, I, now I'm feeling like I'm HBO and I'm I'm feeling regret for letting. Oh, that they go. don't feel regret. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't. It's like they just go like, well, somebody has to feel bad. Somebody had to have been fired or something no, along the nope. way. No, no, because no one knows that you passed on something. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's interesting. You could just go, oh, we didn't. Well, we picked up Chris Rock. Like you know, so we missed him. 
Yeah. You know, look at the metrics, his ratings, you know, they can, they can justify it somewhat. Yeah. Well, here's another uh, weird thing about you is that um, you are a black dude. I already uh, insinuate you're a white man, but you are embraced by the black community. And yes. Here's here's the I, I think this is interesting to me as you told me that you recently did. A sh- you have a routine very funny about the N word where you say the N word many times. Yeah. Uh, I've seen this bit. It's a delight. Um, I know other. Don't com- tell Canada. Ah, fuck that audience no, forever. We, me and Pete did some Canadian TV show. Both did did a I did not squarely do that well. medium. Yeah, I, I did like a C. And and you know what made it so heartbreaking is I was like, oh, I'll just do my greatest hits. I'll just do the best jokes I have. And I went out and I did them, and it was like, nope, stand up's very difficult. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's never going to be easy. Uh, well, no, but having said that, it had it was that was the it was they the were te- they were terrified. Look, fucking what's I, his name had to uh, uh, John Doerr was yeah. the MC Canada's own John yep. Doerr. They gave he him couldn't nothing. get him. He did. He threw his hardest punch at them to get them, and I know. he only kind of got. I them. know. When like I he was out- supposed to do eight minutes of warm up, and he probably ended up doing fifteen because yep. he couldn't get a big couldn't lap. get him. And yeah. then they brought me out, and the applause was over before I reached the mic, which is always ter- terrifying. And I looked out at this crowd, and what I registered off of them, not me, them, was sheer terror. They Why were, do you think it was? They were nervous that they weren't going to like it, and they were laughing nervously, and they were afraid. I don't know what they were afraid yeah. of. The, yeah, they were they were well lit. They were afraid that someone was going to say the N word. Yeah, and that happened. And that happened. They were fucking scared. Well, the fact that you said they were terrified, I assumed that you were talking about when I said it. No, they, they were, were terrified, terrified of me because I, I tried to riff something. I was like, this 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 room looks like it's it's uh, haunted or whatever. And normally, if you just say anything yeah. about the room, that someone will respond. Yeah, I'm not looking for applause. It got zero. And then I made fun of how that got zero, making fun of how it got zero got zero. (laughs) And then I was like, don't worry, they'll edit this part out. Now I'm being hyper-conscious. I'm I'm letting them in on the process. That normally gets something. Zero. First joke. A joke that I can't do. Now it's cocky without getting applause. Gets a gets a D minus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, they were like a music audience. They were a music. I thought I was wearing a T-shirt that said like, you know, I'm in the KKK or something. Yeah. Like I couldn't get them. Well, you should have said nigger like I did. I should have. <laughs> I should have called them that word. Uh, but you, this, I, I didn't want to talk about Montreal as much as I wanted to talk about you were at the Laugh Factory and you did that routine. And I understand you told me that um, Dr. Dre was there. I was at the comedy store. Comedy store. And Dr. Dre was Dr. there. Dr. Dre goes to the comedy store? Not yeah. to put down the comedy no, store, yeah. but that seems like a low... Black night. Trippin' on Tuesday. Trippin' on Tuesday. I'll be there this Tuesday tripping my fucking asshole. Trippin' on Tuesday. I'm, I'm a trip. So it's it's one guy. I know guys that'll do N-word material and, and say uh, say the word and everything, but they'll do it at uh, places like this or whatever. Right. Safe places. You're doing it and literally Dr. Dre is there. Yeah, it's a basically 80% black audience. 80% black and some of the biggest names in hip hop are in the audience. Yeah. Uh yeah, I and don't, it you know, and it yeah, it does great because they love the Chappelle show. That's kind Yes, of it. I absolutely. Lampanelli said something on Marin's podcast where she said they can tell if you mean it. What whoever you're talking about, if you go fag, yeah. If you're really hateful, they yeah. can just tell. Yeah. Uh and one part one one woman has yelled out in 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 uh, the history of the in, bit, yes, in the history, this the star spangled <laughs> history of this five month old bit, yeah. Um, yelled at what? No, like don't do it. Yeah, she's like no. Yeah, and I go what's that? And uh, she's like you can't say that. So anyway, I end up talking. What did to you her. say? I made I the like, Chappelle show. <laughs> no, no, no I, that's not. That doesn't justify saying it. Kind of. Uh, 
Kind no, of. It, does, it really doesn't. Uh, like, I'm telling you, as a guy who knows black yeah, people well, yeah. it doesn't. That's not why they're letting me off. Right. Um, it's part of it, but it's not why. So, so she goes, uh, she goes, you know, you, you can't say that, whatever. And I was like, and I was like, why not? She goes, I don't sit here and call you cracker. And I was like, you just did. Right. That got a big response. And then I basically just had to get out of it. Right. Um, talk to her after the show. And she's my girlfriend now. <laughs> anyhow, you know that story I almost told earlier about walking down 125th. Oh wait, um, did I interrupt that story? No, no, we just got we got off track. So I'm talking to her and her boyfriend for like an hour, and afterward, the boy she walks away, and the boyfriend goes like, "Look, man, I know you don't have any hate in your heart. The problem is she does." Interesting. So it's like she couldn't. She she said a bunch of things like. I think white people say it all the time. And it's like, I said to her, I was like, you know how many times I've heard white people say it without irony? Yeah. Maybe under 10. Yeah. Under 10. I'm from Boston. Possibly under five. I'm from Boston. It's under 10. Is it really? It's a racist town. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. If that's like, yeah. You know. It always shows up. Every once in a while, it'll show up in a, in a genuine way, and it's always the most surprising thing you could hear. Yeah, you just kind of go, what? what? I, I'll, I'll put this at you. I, comedians say it, in my experience, because we're so bored. We're so right. bored. We say cunt as well. It's anything yeah. you can say to just try and like, we're people that are always saying what we're thinking. We're oversharing. We're on stage. We're getting all the stimulation. So when it's just me and Kumail, I love calling him the sand N-word and I don't say N-word. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy yeah. that. He's Pakistani. He's one of my best yeah. friends. So I mean, like, I, I think that's part of it. But then like, what what is your, I've, I've had black friends be like, you have a past. You I thought it was it. highly uh, hypocritical of people like Kumail saying uh coming out against tracy oh yeah which just bothered the shit out of me because it's like dude we're all in the same this you can't say when tracy morgan said he'd stab his son if he was gay if he was gay now what my first response was tracy first you'd have to find your son <laughs> now <laughs> i've been friends with tracy for 20 years yeah, yeah yeah uh so so i just think it's hypocritical people are like I'm not, and it's like everyone's racist, everyone's sexist, yeah. everyone's homophobic, everyone's religious, everyone's elitist, every everyone's everything. Yep. So, and they try to cleanse their own guilt by castigating other people. I the louder I they yell you. about Tracy Morgan, it's like stop. Yeah. It's so, like a, it's like a closeted gay pastor. The more he rails against yes. homosexuality, the more yeah. likely he's. I don't believe that everybody that railed against Tracy was homophobic. I believe that everyone ra that railed against Tracy was something. Yeah, but just was fortunate enough to have not been caught doing it in public. Yeah, and so they and it's also like really fashionable to yeah. be. To be not homophobic, yeah, no, it's it's white liberalism. It's like saying you're a firefighter on stage. It's no, it's better than that. It is firefighter. There's no glamour. There's no. Well, there's the thing about there's no uh, wisdom to being a firefighter. There's wisdom in not being homophobic and not yeah. being racist and it's not a being. Choice. Although they white liberals despise Republicans, <laughs> right? As a, you know, it's like you just can't. It's like uh, I'm I'm not against hate. I'm against that hate. It's like no, you got to be against all hate, right? Yeah. I, my thing is, I'm a little bit everything, and I'm a little bit, and it's fine. Um, you're and you, the audience will just have to, the people will have to deal with it. But again, the reason I can say that is because I know you are too. If you're being honest with yourself, right? 
No, I, I I fully agree with you. Do you remember the first time you floated an N-word out in front of Chappelle? Uh, there has to be a moment where you haven't done it yet. I've said I've I've said the the soft landing the A ending in front. Yeah, of Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I don't differentiate. It's like I said cunt, but with a K. Like, ah! yeah, you still said cunt. <laughs> still sound. You baby. know what's funny is a black friend of mine recently was like, "It's a big difference. It's a big difference." And I was like, I was kind of surprised to hear him say that. Uh I don't know. I I, I bet I could talk him out of it. <laughs> I bet um, you could too. The uh, I don't. You know, I just feel like I. No, I don't remember. It you was probably remember? in 1992. The adrenaline had to go. I went Oh, to- you know what? I wrote it one time. I wrote for The Source. Yeah. The Source magazine. Yeah, five mics. Uh, and I wrote it in a piece. And nobody minded? No. You you texted it to me today. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest thing to text. I. It is the funniest thing to text. I, I'll tell you a weird story. I'm, I don't know. But that, I, I had just been texted by Gerard, who called me it. Right. Well, doesn't Paul Mooney call you the... Oh, David and the White Nigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like uh, a ch- children's story. Uh, I, I, I uh, one time to my black friend Datron, mm-hmm. that's which sounds like a Decepticon, called a slab of ribs uh, niggalicious. Yep. And he laughed for about 45 minutes. You called it that? Yeah, because oh, yeah, the you told whitest person in the world. Yeah. I, because somebody sent back these ribs and, and they hadn't been touched. And I was like, do you want these, Datron? And he was like, no. And I was like, are you sure they're niggalicious? And I remember the flood of adrenaline like it was a car accident right. i was like i'm gonna be in trouble he had already told me i could say it because we, we were friends we right. were friends for years and he laughed and laughed and laughed and i was like thank god that went okay yeah but even now saying it like it elevates my heart there's right. a thing there's like an understanding you have to have that's an unspoken thing yeah well that's the thing is he knew there was zero part yeah. of me there's an unspoken thing where like you've had enough conversations you understand right where you're both coming from. Right. You've seen behavior over a longer period of time than just right. like an hour. Right. Um, I've been his friend. I've been, you, we, we've been in the car together. We've been to my home. Yeah. We've eaten meals together. I know you and you've been able, you, you would have been able to tell if there was hate in me at yeah. this point. Yeah. I feel the same way about fag and all that sort of yeah. stuff. No homo I thought was okay. Apparently it's not. But I'm like, I love gay people. I love black people. I, right. love, I love people. Yeah. So why can't I just say things? I, well, no, I like you get into specifically because you can really hurt someone's feelings. Right. Meaning, like they don't. Some people don't have a nuanced view of it, right? And it is a loaded word for a lot of people, right? So I know. understand that. Well, Chappelle. Said well, but it was, here's my thing against against the fag. No, against <laughs> homosexual. The community. You know what they call each other when they're being overly gay people? Yeah, no. when they're being overly feminine. What Marys? They go, you're being a total Mary right now. Like a pirate term? Mary, don't, like, don't be a Mary. Gather those ropes. I don't... I don't again, yeah, pirates are that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mary like a, like a lady. Like you're... Yeah. Uh, what a Mary. Yeah. Like, so they have a term. Yeah. And women named Mary haven't boycotted them. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's like you could keep going yeah. with this. It's like you guys... So you guys are aware when someone's being effeminate. Yeah. Even by a uh, gay standard. Right. And you have a term for it. Yeah. That's interesting. And w- everyone's fine with it. Right. But when when straight people have a term for it, I, I the thing about homophobia will never go away, and I'll tell you why. Because I, racism can and sexism can. Homophobia can't because, among straight men, because all of men's uh, power, identity... Um, and sort of 
understanding of themselves mm-hmm. is based on manliness. Mm-hmm. So if I are saying if I'm you're I'm more manly than you like that's 80% of the subtext of male conversations yeah is like I'm a fucking more of a man than you so I will of course I'm afraid of being associated with a man that's got the uh a lot of feminine characteristics right the homosexual right so of course i'm gonna be like don't be lumping me in right because i'm a fuck you up right because i'm a fucking man right and you're not i don't i got so i really believe i don't think there's any hate in it you know what i mean like i don't yeah i just think guys are always gonna well they're so fragile quentin tarantino said something really interesting if you watch his episode of uh iconoclast Mm -hmm. which is a good show it's him and fiona apple he's talking about his own creative process and he goes for me it's a lot about and he hits his forearm like this like a big dick and he goes getting it hard like being a man being something that fucks other things so when you're kind of like and he's talking about his creativity not sex so when you're like compromising that and being like or you're like a kind of fayish and you want to yeah uh, I'm being stereotypical for the point, like prance around and be lighting yeah. your loafers and all that sort of stuff is threatening to a man on so many levels. Yeah, it's like, yo, I can't be like, I can't be associated with you. Yeah, because I because all I I'm built for violence <laughs> and, domi- and dominance. I really am. Even sex, sex is violent. I know it's a violent. It's a it's a, my my friend Molly Murray, who's a professor at Columbia, tenured. My age, awesome. One of the coolest in my uh, Hall of Fame. One time said uh, that there was a, she's at Columbia, she said that there was a group on campus that was uh, making porn that wasn't offensive to women. And I go, uh, if it's not offensive to women, then it's not porn. (laughs) And she goes, and she goes, she goes, you're right. Sex is offensive to women. Yes, it is. I'm going to, whatever it, I'm still forcing something in you. I'm stabbing you with my dick. Yeah, I'm. I'm aggravating your vagina. Yep. I'm taunting it. I'm you, aggravating it. They might enjoy it. Yeah, it's still... it's 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 a controlled demolition. It's still ah, it's building seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside job. Am I right, it is very inside. Um the uh no, yeah. So it's like a lot of male uh, that's what we are. We're that's how we show that's, so that's how we get women is by not being fey. Yeah. So Yeah. So I I can't signal at all that I'm uh, uh like when guys are you comfortable with sexuality? No. Yeah. We'll never be comfortable with our sexuality. It's a constant you constantly have to prove it. Yeah. Uh so I'm not saying it's that kind it's kind of like stand up in that way. You have to keep doing every it. Every day. Keep proving it every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, you're not you start from scratch get every your, day. Get your comedy dick hard yeah. every day and like, and fuck audiences. And not and not be at all gay. On stage, <laughs> which I think you're getting there. You're still pretty gay on stage. No, but I, but I, and that's, and, and I hope people understand. No, I think I made a good point. Like the Mary thing and the, like you can't, as a guy, you just can't be, you can't act like a woman. Yeah. You know? Or if you do, you really have to own it, I suppose, and just be a gay woman, man. Well, yeah. Or, oh, if you want a straight like guy, women. yeah, but if you're a straight guy that acts like a woman, you're not straight. I mean, right. again, gender politics, they're asking a lot right now <laughs> with like, I'm a used to be a man. It's like, ah, all right. What? Yeah. How much time do you know how fucking confusing this is to my brain? Yeah. Do you have, and Chaz Bono, do you have any idea what you're doing to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, we've been, there was one type of person. There were two types of people for a million years. Yeah. Now we're And at. now, yeah. because I'm like, okay, what do I, what, what? Yeah. It's like this, it's, you kind of like, it's. 
confusing. And I'm not saying uh, anything negative about Chaz Bono other than you're it's you're asking a lot. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, it's just like, come on, man. Or lady, or whatever, whatever we're calling you. Like, it's I'm not again. If someone feels they they are a woman trapped in a man or whatever, yeah. Uh, by all means, do what you want. But it's just it's confusing to people. Yeah, and people are always going to be threatened by that. I think is what we're saying. Yeah, it's, always- it's not. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be le- they're less threatened by that than they are by homosexuality. Yeah, because at least that's a choice, and it it helps you if if you're if if Ch- I'm assuming Chaz Bono acted manly before so now that she looks like a man it's like okay yeah this is at least your you know this sorry this kind of ties back to what we were saying up top which is like one of the things that i delight in about gay people and any people that have like bold choice i I, i'm just like you have declared to everyone you told your family you're gay you want to you're a man and you want to sex with men i i really admire that that's because somebody like i told you that i like how you shoot from the hip yeah that's kind of like a different level of shooting from the hip yeah, and it's, knowing it's what you really like is like being a being a, a gadfly What's everywhere, it? like a pain in the ass, like just being like a like a bull in a china shop. Exactly, like just like everywhere you go, it's like it's like all right, right. This is who <laughs> I am. Yep, yeah, this is who I am. I can't like I can't. Uh, this is who I am. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, and I'm not gonna like I'm. I'm but not, even if you're straight, there. I mean, there almost should be a straight pride parade because there's enough repression and like uh, white guilt, uh, white Irish guilt. I'm talking about my yeah. own family just being like having to come to terms with our own sexuality. I admire anybody that's just like I like this, and well, I'm that's celebrating. The thing that I it. don't like about alt rooms is they almost frown upon uh, sexuality. That's interesting. Meaning, like it's like the 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 convention that sort of overriding philosophy is we're too dorky to get laid. Yeah, and I don't. I, that's not true. Yeah, and I don't want to say that. I it's like it's like no, I can get laid sometimes. Yeah, like I don't. It's not like oh, oh and that's why I never get laid. Yeah, it's like no, I know how to. I figured yeah. it out, sort of. But we, we I, this comes up a lot on the podcast too. Is there are people that do it for the art, and then there are people that do it for girls. I imagine you're not doing this for girls. No, I'm not doing it for girls. In fact, I, I've said many times that's one of the times when I get off stage that's the least horny I, I can feel. As I'm just kind of like I just connected with this whole group of people. I feel very connected. The same sort of feelings you have after. Yeah, that. I think I would. It would take me an hour to have sex after. A sex. You have to come down. Yeah. And you have to just recalibrate to be a human yeah. again. Well, it's just you get like, especially doing like uh, headlining oh, yeah. three shows on a Saturday or something. By the end I'm, of it, yeah. you just want to scream. Yeah. And I don't even know why. Yeah. I just want to, because you're just so, you have to be so alert. Yep. Uh, and it's like, at such a heightened state. It's like in Rocky. I just rewatched Rocky, and he's talking about like he doesn't have sex because he's in training. Yeah, imagine like if you're on a Friday and you got three shows Friday, and you're doing an hour, and you did the eight, and now you're waiting for the ten or whatever. The last thing you would imagine doing would have sex or, or jerk off or whatever because right. you'd be taking away your strength. Yeah, you need everything that you can possibly have to be the most alert. And this kind of goes back to yellow M and M's and wanting certain foods yeah. and all that sort of stuff. We are in a profession where we have to like quantify and understand what we need to do to be the funniest we can be, get your coffee from a PA on demand at a certain time in a certain way and be done at a certain time and deliver. So it's one of the few jobs where you can't hide. You can't hide. You can't go, oh, got lost in, in transit. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's sorry, boss. It slipped through the cracks. Yeah. Which is another reason why 
why uh, you can have a temper tantrum because it's like, look, man, I can't. This shit can't slip through. The, like, I can't go on stage and whoops. Right. I can't look. Sorry, I forgot how that joke goes. Right. You will like the people that make it are the best. Right. Generally. Right. Ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah. Are the best. Well, it is a meritocracy. I yeah. agree with that. Uh, Chappelle used to yell at, at Comedy Central. Uh, he would go, look, this doesn't work. You guys get to walk down the street in an- anonymity. I'm the fucking guy. Yep. So this comes just up time do and time what again. I want. I talked to Dimitri about being a diva. I've talked to, uh, he mentioned Jon Stewart being a diva. If you're the name, if your identity is being owned by a network, and he's right. Chappelle is right. It fails. The executive producer or whoever on Comedy Central's end can just go to dinner and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Chappelle's the guy who messed up. Yeah. And that's so, so, so that's, that's, that's the thing. You have to be, we have to be great. That's, you can't hide. So that's why. But that, I think that's one of the best things. I think that's what brings out the best in us is like, I don't know if I would do so well, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but as well as I'm doing, if it wasn't so like immediate, I fail, I fail right now. You're going to fail yeah. right now and you're going to feel it and your body goes into fight or flight when you're having a bad set. You can't tell the difference between that and being attacked by a polar bear. It feels the same to your body and your brain can't differentiate. So that's that's the only reason why. Well, that was I did Conan a couple weeks ago and the first 45 seconds were slow. Yeah. And I was like, I just didn't, I didn't flinch. I didn't quit. I didn't get in my head. For one second, I literally was like, wait, am I bombing? Yeah. And I was like, shut up. Yeah. And like just stick staying in the pocket, so to speak. Yeah. Like, they're shit fun. It's like, no, I'm this. I know these are good. Everybody's 45 seconds or something. I know. Well, that's what Tom Pop was like. Yeah, it's fucking TV. Stuff. Yeah. I, um, I opened with a joke that, I, again, kind of like Montreal, when I did Conan, I was like, this never fails. And I went out and I was like, <laughs> it kind of failed. And everybody just saw it didn't it didn't fail, but it just didn't do as well as I wanted. Yeah, no, it, it didn't do it. Didn't. I don't remember the bit, but no, I can pinpoint the moment in my own Conan where I was like. Okay, enough fucking around. This this fucking around thing, this not fucking around thing is going to about to go both ways. That's yeah. from the town. Um <laughs> from the 10? From the town. From John, the town. John Ham says it. Um the yeah, so you have to be great. Yeah. And like TV said being a, a prime example. You have 4 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 4 minutes like this laughable. Yeah. So, I, and they and they they when you come out there's like a combination of fright yep because they don't like seeing someone who's not the host there yep and uh foreignness yep and sort of like who's this guy i don't i resent this i don't like this guy Yeah, i don't like this one bit i came here to laugh at conan yeah what are you doing here yeah and and you and you have to do stand up out of nowhere you just dropped yeah. into their living room yeah and they were just doing they uh, literally i wanted to say hi to the audience beforehand yeah and they're like no 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 it's like can I get any advantage? It's not, no one's, I'm not wearing a funny outfit. I'm not blowing the surprise. Yeah. Just let me come out and say, hi, everybody. Yeah. Hi, Conan, hello. Conan does. Of course he does. He comes out and, and, and primes them yeah. a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, um, yeah, so, so, so yeah, so we have to be excellent. And I think everybody would do better at their job if they had to do it in front of people. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like. Uh, well, there was a thing where they, in, in, uh. To prove your point, there was a factory where they wanted higher productivity and they were like trying to figure out systems and stuff. Yeah. The guy and some guy goes, turn the lights up. Yeah. And productivity went up 18%. Because people could see. Yes. Well, there's a psycho- there's a psychology behind that. Basketball players, talented people tend to do better when people are watching them. Oh, I, Dave, I, at one point I realized like Chappelle is funnier when there's a lot of extras. 
Yeah, that was part of the reason why Rick James was so funny. Yeah, because there were women there. There were all yes. these dudes. Yes, and I to the point where I on the third season I was like, we should get bleachers. Yeah, <laughs> and of course. Have an audience. There. Do you have any idea? I, so I'm writing on a show right now. If uh-huh. there's one new guy in the room, like a new PA, a new writer's assistant, yeah. whatever, I'm I'm going to say 35 percent funnier. Because yeah. that guy doesn't know I'm funny. I've no, you got to prove it. I've won over everybody else. Yeah. New guy comes in. Yeah. I'm firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it's. Great. I always, I always, my my take when I'm in like a group situation like that, I'll always start a little bit slow. Yeah, get be like you got to turn it on, and then I can turn it. Like That's I'll great. start slow, and then I'm like, all right, you got it. Like my Twitter is like a, where I'll have like in a day I'll have like two clunkers. It'll be like you gotta you gotta get a hundred retweets. That's crazy. And just like okay, you set a goal. Yeah, you just go. You got. I can't let a day pass where I tried to be funny and didn't get a hundred retweets. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, this this podcast usually hits a couple uh, touchstones that we haven't hit. God, atheist. Yep. Hardcore. Uh yeah. Ghosts. Nope. Aliens. No. Uh, that's the right answer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't the- really give a shit. Yeah, you better give I, a I shit. I had the thought the other day where we live in a strange time where scientists may be able to extend our lives indefinitely. Yeah. But also the Earth's probably going to end. Yeah, we'll, we'll, there's a like chance that both, we'll live Yeah, to you'll, see the you're either going to live forever or you're going to be dead 2019. Everybody's mass extinction. Yeah, because of the war. Are or we, whatever. Are we talking about the... The uh, revolution? Uh, yeah, what, what is it? Why am I blanking on what it's called? The singularity. No oh right this yeah. comes up you'd be shocked how many i think we've done six episodes this comes up every episode singularity. uh singularity i just watched the documentary the rick transcendent, yeah. transcendent man and but that's what you're talking about we can back up our brains and live yeah. until the earth dies until the i sun believe that out. i completely believe that in that i believe the first one will be uh an autocorrect for behavior <laughs> where in your brain in your brain before you even are conscious of the thought you can set, you'll be able to set the preferences for oh, what you want to do. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I idea. believe you'll be able to set the preferences for what you want to do. And then, like, don't will, blather. Don't, don't blather, blather to hot women. At 2 a.m., don't text someone. At, yeah. Like, just the whatever. Don't steal. Yeah. Don't sort of do something. Don't lie. Don't can tell. You imagine. A, don't tell a fucking, uh, you know, yeah. So it'll be. Well, now I'm thinking you'd have to have certain regions of no, people yeah. that agreed to the same rules. Sure. And then there would be like a lawless area Well, people who didn't have any preferences. He's a no prep. Which now is called Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll look back on this time and be like, can you yeah, believe like there was a was, time? Can you believe everyone didn't was kill it, everybody? Everybody was a no prep. Now I wouldn't date a no prep. Can you imagine bringing a girl home and telling your dad he's a no prep? No, I mean, good, good God. No son of mine is going to date a no prep. <laughs> I'd rather you be a fig. Yeah, this is the future. Yeah. Nobody will care about sexual orientation. We will care about whether or well, not... Well, you'll be able to say your preferences. Exactly. I will not have homosexual sex. <laughs> That'll be the... Uh, Under any circumstances. Yeah, the, uh, the Christian judge cure or whatever. They talk about deprogramming people. Yeah. That'll be a real treat. It works. Uh, well, so no God, though. No God. What about all the weird things that happen, like serendipitous it's things? It's not that weird. It's random. Yeah. And uh, it's like whenever someone's like, I thought of you. Yeah. And then, and then you, called. you called. The reason you thought of them was because there's an interval in which you guys talk to each other. Yeah. And that interval was up. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> there's a period where like you talk to certain people every. I talk to you once a month. Yeah. 
you. And if I haven't talked to you in a month that or mean, texted text, you, I'm yeah. like, hey, what's, what's with Holmes? Well, that's interesting. Somebody, uh, I remember hearing somebody who called somebody and they hadn't talked to them in a decade. And they were like, it's so funny that you called. I was just going to kill myself because nobody cares about me. And uh, he's, he was like, I'm, I'm just calling because I was thinking about you. And he saved the guy's life or whatever. Right. My big thing now is... But you know what my counter to that is? I, I How many people tweeted, are just killing themselves? Yep. yep. People go, God doesn't give you any more than you can handle. Except for the thousands of people that commit suicide. Every year. Every year. Every, every year. Every, God miscalculates. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting because I, I talk about this on stage, but it comes up a lot is that somebody jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and an otter saved them. And I'm like, either that's God, and there's a lot of people that believe that's God. And I fall into the category of people that want to believe that that's God. I want to believe that God had that guy call that guy and save his life. I want to believe that. But the hard uh, evidence to the contrary is that there's a lot of people whose phone didn't ring before they shot yeah. themselves. And there's a documentary about all the people that didn't. The bridge? Yeah. That's where I got the otter thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of people. No man, I'm. I'm, I'm and also, if you if your life gets saved by an honor, you better invent something. Yeah, or do something. You owe us. You owe you, us. And you owe us, and you owe the otters. If yeah. you don't dedicate your life to otters, you ain't <laughs> shit. You're a dick, motherfucker. That's exactly right. So dead, it's over. Yeah, that's no, it. No rebirth. No. Where's Neil? I mean, again, it's so wishful. Yeah. It's so wishful thinking. It's Merlin. It's a Merlin story. But the thing that I I like to say is an afterlife makes as much sense as life. What are we doing here? Uh, I I like to make the point that there are souls. Dude, it's, again, it's the the most basic. It's an after party. It's like, I don't want this to end. Yeah. So we're going to have an after party. It's like, this is it. This is it. This is what you get. It's fucking frightening and sucks. That that's how it is, but that's there's how no, it is. There's no what if. No. Ah, I love you, man. No, because if it's like no, it's just it's silly. That's great. It's I, silly. As it, you, it's just silly to think that. I just respond to anybody with strong opinions. I think that's fun. That's fantastic. Let's see if we got anything. Sex. What are you doing with relationships? Nailing. Uh, I had a girlfriend for like a year. I was in love with her. Oh, re- and, really? Uh, yeah. First time I was ever in love. Oh no! And it uh, we broke up. Who? Her name was Summer. I mean, like, did she break up with you? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, sort of. She started going to the, the getting her master's in psychology and mm. started all the shit started coming up. She hates men, all this stuff. So, hey, did you ever go to that therapist? Remember we were we had brunch and somebody was like this is like touch therapy or whatever. Oh, I forgot about. Remember that? Yeah. I thought that was really cool that you were open to that. Oh, I'm open to anything. What is that? That's my favorite part about having some money. Yeah. It's just going like, oh, that's yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. That sounds fucking stupid. Yeah. Do anything. Yeah. Like oh, I'll yeah. But I don't like buy cars or yeah. chains or anything. No, you don't seem like a rich. But dude. I just like oh, I'm like oh yeah. I don't absolutely. I'll get a. I'm getting a Volt. Next month. What's a Volt? Chevy Volt electric car. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'll take an electric car. Why not? Yeah. Um, but this was touch therapy. This was a therapist that approached us. It was our waitress, I believe. Right. And All right. Yeah. No, I would like to go to that. Because I was saying that I'm so sick of talk therapy. Though I did find a really good therapist. My therapist is awesome. She's just fucking empathetic. Yeah. Like, I always had the suspicion that my therapist stunk. <laughs> and then I met her. And, and you're like, oh, she did. I was absolutely, your people are never wrong. Yeah. If you like, if you have any sort of connection to your intuition, you're never wrong. I know. It's, it's, that's in Blink. That talks about that in Blink. It's like yeah. people are really good at figuring out very quickly patterns yeah. and like bad things for them. And yeah. All that sort it's of stuff. not, it's, it's, it's association. That's when people go like, I met this girl that ended up stalking me. 
<laughs> the minute I met her, I had a premonition that I was going to end up yelling, get the fuck away from me. Wow. And sure enough. Yeah. You know, it's like you can just, it's, if you, uh, if it's, pa- if you can recognize patterns. It's, can I tell you, I think I've told the story on the, have I told it on the show before? I didn't want to close a show once. And they were like, uh, well, Pete, uh, you got to, somebody else has to close. You have to switch with somebody. And they were like, what about that guy? And I didn't know the guy. And I looked at him and went, he can't close. You know what I mean? Just like an yeah. impulse. Just like, yeah. a, like when you know people immediately. Yeah. And I wasn't even putting the guy down. I was just kind of like, I, I know who this guy is. He's a middle guy. Put him in the middle. I kind of get a sense of his vi- vibe. I've never seen him before yeah and just got it my yeah. body my body understood before my brain did. yeah no absolutely that's the i i call people closers when i was right. hiring people right i'd be like you're i've met like from glenn gary glenn ross like my favorite movie you can he's a closer coffee's yeah. for closers yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. i hired my assistant because i knew if she fucked up she would get madder at herself than i could get at her interesting and it's like that's that's all i need yeah i just need you to be on top of it and she was the best employee I've ever had. Yeah. Like, not, I haven't had, like, a crew member, anything, just like reliable, mm. could, uh, was like good with massaging people, but could get, get what I needed for the show. Like, she was awesome. Yeah. That's interesting. And you knew. And yeah. you knew that's how it was Absolutely. Go that's I just knew, like, yeah, she'll beat herself up. Well, to bring it back to girls, the thing that I'm fascinated with as a, a single man and everything is like, what is the person that's right for a comedian, for an artist, for the for the person that's kind of has this sort of like um, overtaking interest, which is creativity, self-interest, and comedy, and self-interest, yeah. uh, borderlining or crossing into narcissism or yeah. whatever? All the great people we know have this problem or yeah. whatever. But you know, you know Eddie Murphy, you know Chappelle, you know all these different people. I'm always interested in being like, who did you find? Is it a cheerleader? Or is it uh, 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 somebody who's an equal, who's also passionate about their work? Is it a fan? God forbid. I think it's someone who's emotionally neutral. Or, or energetically neutral. What do you mean? Like, I, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. And I, I just want someone feminine. Yep. Something that I'm not. Polar always tries to get him to go out with funny girls. I'm like, why would I want to? I know where comedy comes from. I don't want it. Why would I do that to myself? But I, don't you, but I, I deal with this all the time. Don't you want to laugh? If I make a list and I have of the perfect mate for me and I'm just free writing, I'll allow myself to write something again yeah. if I think it. I write funny so many times. It comes up. It's absurd how many times funny comes up. Yeah, but I find women that are really funny uh, are either like lesbians <laughs> or or uh, or so damaged yeah that like like morgan murphy or something where it's like yeah she's oh, fucking God. hilarious but something she's hilarious but something's the matter just bringing bringing morgan right in here like morgan or sarah anybody like they're they're well, like sarah's interesting they're sarah's, very attractive women sarah uh, seems very well adjusted well, I yeah, but yet she's had twenty boyfriends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I she doesn't. It's not like she's had like she's been happily married for fifteen years. Right? Something's the matter. I always thought that was com. Yeah, I guess I'm agreeing with you. Is that comedy is an interesting thing to have in your life? It's like you're gonna have a three way. Yeah, it's like yeah, me, so me, you when and I com- say me neutral, you're gonna date. It's like neutral. They have to not. They can't be needy. Yeah, because you can't provide anything. You can barely provide. You can like 
It's like when your computer is running on reserve power. Yeah. That's what we have oh, no. for empathy. I refuse. We can't. I can't be I know, true. but you're, what you're, your arc is going to be, because Pete is uh, codependent. This is, this is troubling. So what you do is you, you'll do whatever the girl wants. We've covered this. Yes. yes. You'll do whatever the girl wants. Eventually, you're going to start realizing that you want all of it for yourself. Oh, no. And you're going to do that. Oh, shit. And you're going to realize what I'm saying is true, that you need someone that's emotionally kind of neutral, doesn't also doesn't take it personally if you're in your head, just doesn't doesn't care, like is a bit of a cactus, like does doesn't need a lot of water. Uh-huh. Uh, and so independent. Yeah, independent. But again, I've I've yet to find a truly independent like my ex was sold, said she was independent. And then she was like, you know, the more I think about it, I'm I want more attention from you. Like I yeah. want more. I want. I w- just want more of your time. I want more. But at least and, you said that. That's no, no, no absolutely. But I find that that's true. I believe that's the like the 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 natural feminine state is like they're nice and nurturing, and they want you to be nice and nurturing. Yeah. Um. But oh, they're God. good at it, and we're shitty at it. I just down I on my Kindle, <laughs> uh, codependent no more. I was telling Katie that before the show. Oh, like, good. I, yeah. I'm going to read that book. It's a great book. I'm not feeling very codependent right now. I'm feeling very powerful and independent. But like, I yeah. thought I'd read it now instead of worrying about it later. But you know this because I've dished you many dished many times about uh, girlfriends, and and I do bend and bend and bend and bend and bend and just end up uh, resenting and wanting. Yeah, you end up resenting, and then you end up breaking up with them for no reason out of the blue. Yeah, and they never. And see then they're it. like, "What? But yeah. you're so nice." Yeah. It's like, yeah, I was pretending. Oh fuck you, man! That's too cold. It's no, no, no. no you're it's not. true. It's not true. Really. Like, it's I true. Because I, what am I gonna do? Be myself? I can't be myself. You'd be so fucking far gone. Uh, you, but you can't. My brother does a joke uh, where where uh, the girl after a, like two months is like, uh, you, like you're being weird. You're not as nice as you used to be. And he goes, he goes, I'm not being weird. I was being weird before. That yeah. was weird. Yeah, this is what I'm actually like. That's uh, what here's what's weird, and I think you'll agree with this. I have simultaneous in, incredible self love and confidence, and then when I, when I'll start dating or something, I'll I'll try and be whatever they want instead of just being that thing that I love. Yeah, but dude, under you have a crust of self confidence, and then there's a there's magma. Yeah, of not hot piping, non- hot piping family. <laughs> like there's your I can look at you and I go you don't you're you're a fucking hungry hungry little Puppy. gummy bear yeah yeah like you're a you need love you fucking need love I know so badly. well that's why I'm trying to learn to give it to myself right but so don't trick yourself into thinking you're already there nope definitely not okay because you just did you just but you that. love yourself let's not be weird uh, that is is that I like myself. That's I good. like myself. Recently, I've been like, I don't know why more people don't like me. Like, yeah. I sort of like, I feel like I'm a nice guy. Like, in comedy, like, I feel like I've done right by comedy. I've been yeah. true to the game. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's the shooting from the hip thing. And I also come off uh, like callous. But shooting from the hip, to me, seems like a byproduct of loving yourself. I'm, I'm going to stick with my original hypothesis that you do love yourself. 
I make an effort to remind myself that I love myself, as weird as that sounds. No. I try and generate but again, it. Again, all this like touchy feel, like what they call touchy feely. Yeah. New I forget, age. You were open to touch therapy. New, new age stuff. Like, I've done all, like, I'm so open to all of it. Yeah. Completely. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't overstate it. Like, I would do anything. Yeah. To feel better. Yeah. I don't eat fucking gluten to feel better. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. I go I'll do my diet. I'm switching medication. Like yeah. I'm doing everything. everything. I can I go to therapy. Yeah. I used to go to Al Anon meetings. Like I'll do Which I I've been going. Have you really? I've been, I forgot to tell you. I've been going. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I wrong? No. Yeah. You're completely right. Yeah. People that grow up with alcoholic parents are just like me. It's it's a real disease. And I was just like, that's why a girlfriend or a friend, whoever, I take their problem as my own. If they have a problem, it's yeah. my problem. And I try and fix it. It's completely boundaryless and irresponsible. But here's the good news and bad news. Chappelle show is an exercise in codependence. Yeah, you. I think you told me that you Absolute, you said absolutely that if you had gone to Alan on before the show would have fallen apart. You never would have had it. Yeah, no, because it was it's an unhealthy, an absolutely unhealthy but, relationship. Like, but at, again, I took on Dave's yes grievances, and you his, tried it. Yeah, like I just was like, I I have to, but solve. He's got to be faint. He deserves. Yeah, he deserves all this stuff, and I feel it more than I feel my own feelings. Yes. Because uh, that's perfect. Yeah, you took so, it on, so I could work for two days straight without yeah. sleep. But that seems to me like passionate relationships, like really, yeah. really boundaryless, intense, just like overly sexual charged relationships, yeah. tend to be these big flaring fireworks in the sky. And that's what Chappelle's show was right. because of the lack of yes. boundaries. Yes, there were no boundaries. You could have been more psychologically sound and had a shitty show. Absolutely. But I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. No, me too. I mean, I knew I literally stopped going to therapy and stopped going to Al-Anon because I knew. Yep. I said it was because I didn't have time. I knew. Yeah. Like, it would have destroyed the, the show. Because, yeah. I, no, I knew because me and Dave kind of stopped talking for like a year bef long before the show because I started going to Al-Anon. Right. And started having boundaries. Oh, I thought that was because uh, half baked didn't work. He said he said that. Yeah. No, that's also true. But okay. it's but it was more it was it was partially that but it was also partially like no, you need to respect me. Yeah. I in fact I said when we started the show, I go, "Dude, I'll do the show with you. I got two things. You got to we got to do this Kinko sketch." Yep. And you got to be on time for shit. Like yeah. you can't be. He would just be three hours late for shit. It's yeah. Like you got to be on time. Before and before the show started, he sent me a card of Dick Cheney and George Bush looking at their watches and was like, "Time in the wrong hands." <laughs> and this is before the show started. It was like that's like the kind of sweet dude Dave is. And then, but within you know a couple months, it was just back to the old late. That's you know, his weirdness. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, he just has a very odd. Um, sense of the world. Yeah, meaning he just his dad did too. His dad was the first black student at Brown University. Like his parents are fucking smart. Yeah. Uh, his mother, I heard, I don't know if this is true, started the first African American studies program in America. Holy shit! Which is like I don't know how that could. Somebody told me that. Hmm. Uh, so his parents are off the charts bright. There's this movie called Still Bill, which is on Netflix streaming about. Uh, Bill Withers, mm -hmm. the singer, and it. I was watching, uh, and I texted Chappelle. I was like, "Hey, did you see that movie Still Bill? Because it reminded me of you and your dad." And he was like, "I go, I bet you'd like it." And he wrote back, "Like, 
oh, I saw it and I liked it. Like ah. he's like, you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, it reminded me. They just have an odd sense of like time and and and. Uh, That's funny because you know TJ. We talk about TJ Miller. Uh-huh. TJ also thinks time is absurd. It's kind of like, and I, I think TJ is a genius as well. It's just kind of like just not really operating on the same plane as us. I understand time. I'm like one o'clock, one o'clock. He's like, what is that? We just agree to call this one o'clock. I'm like, yeah, you you sound like an insane person right now. Yeah. Well, it's also like if you, he would care about time if he was the one waiting. Yeah. It's easy to not care about time when you're always the late one. Yeah. It's, it's, you just go, ah, yeah, I don't care about time. That's Uh, awesome. It doesn't mean anything to me. Because I never have to be anywhere on time, even though I'm supposed to be. Right. I'm wasting other people's time. Other people feel less than. Right. Other people feel. But at that point, it reduced. It, it's like he is a powerful person at this time. He has his own show. He's successful. Who are we talking about? Chappelle. Yeah. So be late. Like it's it's a swinging dick thing. It's kind of fucking life. Uh yeah. But I would say it's a swinging dick thing. But he was like it when he was 18. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like he was just it's just this it's just an odd cuz one I think you can agree. It's part of his like sort of package in terms of charm and like yeah. he's just got a fucking odd But thing. people people uh when you try hard is when you die hard. People don't like seeing people try. People don't like seeing people try to be funny. People just like people who are funny, for example. Right. So like being late is kind of an extension of that sort of hilariousness, I suppose. Right. I don't know if it's necessary, but I don't think it is because I don't think you know I, I, Eddie was always on. Chris is on time. Yeah, Chris is the most organized brain in the world. Yeah, um, Chris Rock, like he's just got the best fucking off the chart brain. Did do he, somebody recently told me that Eddie Murphy has like racist uh, caricatures in his lawn, like lawn jockeys and stuff? Can you uh, confirm? I've never seen his lawn. I thought you'd been to his house. It was at night, mm, and lawn jockeys. Uh, I didn't see a lawn, for the record. Maybe, well, uh, I, but again, there was like a t- there was a tent. It was a big setup. I'm assuming he has multiple houses. You told me that Eddie Murphy's a big comedy fan. That he watches a lot of stand up and knows people. Eddie and, Murphy. That's all he does is watch TJ. And it freaks. It you said that it freaks you out when he's like, you know, I, I was watching. I can't think of a name, but I, I was just watching somebody's presents. I was watching Chelsea Peretti's presents or yeah. whatever. And you're like, sorry, what was that, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he like, didn't say anything that specific. But. Yeah. Paul Shear told me he knew who Shear was. Yeah, that's insane. Like that's. Hilarious. I mean, I I love Paul Shear, but that's insane to me. No, I know. There's a... no reason why he should know who Shear yeah. is. Yeah, you also told me that. Oh God, I just blanked. What was it that Eddie Murphy? I forgot. You know what's funny? There's a just an entire, you know, like a quarter of America doesn't know doesn't feel the same way about Eddie Murphy that we do. Like yeah. kids under 20. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you did some family movies. Right. It's yeah. like how we felt about Jerry Lewis or something. Where it's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess everybody used to That's say he was so, fucking off the charts funny. But I was just thinking about that while I was walking around the store uh, before you got here. I was just kind of like, the way that I talk, the way that I do comedy now, the way that Kumail does comedy, the way that Bronger does comedy, the way that all the people, Kyle, Hannibal, it doesn't matter. We do it in this way that in 30, 40 years, kids are going to be like, he sounds like an old guy doing comedy. Like, that sounds like old comedy to me. Yeah. And that's absurd. Like, when I watch, like, uh, fucking, uh, caught him blanking on some of those old guys' names, but li- like Jerry Lewis or, or, or uh, Jonathan Winters and yeah. stuff, my dad's like, you got to watch this. This is the best. Mel Brooks, you got to watch this. And I'm like, this just sounds like old comedy. Yeah. There are guys that, that that's also, the, it goes back to that all urban comedy club yeah like the being able to do all three yeah 
there's that's what you want because Mel Brooks is funny today. Yeah, Mel Brooks like there was a thing on HBO with him and Larry and him and uh, Dick Cavett, and yeah. Mel Brooks is funny today. Yeah, fucking funny dude. Yeah. Um, he, Mel Brooks once said, "When I was younger, I thought it was God's gift to comedy, and then I got older." And realized I was right. <laughs> like, you're fucking funny dude, man. That's um, great. So he, uh, Mel Brooks, yeah, uh, Steve Allen. Steve Allen was the hardest I ever laughed. Really? As a kid. Like, I saw him, he read the lyrics to the Donna Summer song Hot Stuff mm-hmm. on The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. And it made me laugh so fucking hard. Yeah. It was like 81. Yeah. Or whatever year, 83. Uh, <laughs> and he read them at a podium. I'd like some hot stuff, baby. <laughs> this evening. Baby, this evening. <laughs> hot stuff, baby. Tonight. <laughs> fucking like, that's funny. That's great. Steve Allen's show, if you watch his show like at the museum, it's a really cool show. Yeah, I And it was in him. the 50s. And Jack Parr, I think, had a cool show, too. Like, Yeah, there are guys like Johnny Carson's still funny. Like, There yeah. are guys that if you're... Funny enough, you'll be funny forever. Cha- yeah. I wouldn't, if you know, Chaplin would figure out a way to be funny now. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's like, ah, sorry, buddy. There right. are guys like fucking, uh, you know, uh, guys like sticky guys that you just yeah. go, ah, it's a little, it's a little sticky now, right? Yeah, but you try to do it in a way that's thoughtful enough. Like, Mort Saul is hasn't was. Hasn't been famous as a comic for 50 years, but he has jokes that are great. That, you know, he has an album, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart's a little slow now, but Mort Saul is one of my favorites. And yeah. his, he did a joke that I couldn't believe. He, it is in 58 or 59, or no, I'm sorry, 66. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, the NAACP is uh, boycotting me because he said, I don't have enough Negroes in my act. <laughs> like, that's a very good joke. That's a very, very good joke. <laughs> it's great. like, that's such a fucking good joke. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wanted to bring up one other Eddie Murphy thing was you told me that I believe it was you that asked him, when did you know you made it? Oh yeah. No, this is, uh, incredible. I I'm such an Eddie fan that I would write his biography if he wanted me to. Yeah, I would just go like, yeah, I will. Let, let's go. Yeah, I'll do what. Yeah, I'll just write it. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. know I can write. I'll, I'll I'll stop. Yeah, I'll stop doing stand up for two months. Um, he was we one night. Me, Chappelle, and Mooney were at his house and like just eating and watching TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Eddie, and so whenever i'm around eddie i just try to pepper him with questions because i just have so many questions for him yeah and and i could tell that mooney had known him for 30 years and had never asked him a lot of these questions yeah just because it's like yeah what am i gonna you know it's like a little it's a little intro-y yeah um it's a little like eddie 101 where it's like mooney's known him for 30 years oh here's a funny story one time uh eddie told charlie murphy that paul mooney and john witherspoon jumped him in the parking lot of the comedy store because he because he did too much time on stage and he wouldn't get off what? and charlie looked at him like what are you talking about and he goes yeah charlie they weren't always old so so uh so we're just asking questions and i go uh i go so when did you feel like I go, when you're on SNL, did you just feel like I'm dominating right now? He's like, no, man, I was just like in the trenches. Like I wasn't. Here's the other thing about Eddie. 
whenever he says he's arrogant, he's the least arrogant person per uh, in relation in uh, the ratio of success to arrogance is the highest I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, most amount of success, least amount of arrogance. Huh. Doesn't talk about. He doesn't end. Uh, he'll talk about Richard Pryor at like a guy that's never done stand up. Yeah, like like man, he did. Oh man, the way he interacted with the audience. Uh, and he doesn't go. And I should know because I'm Axel Foley. Right, right, he just, right. He just talks. Yeah, he talks like a fan. So, Regular guy. Yeah. Um. So uh. So he was. He goes. No man, I was just you know at SNL. I wasn't. I just wanted to get on the show, and I didn't feel like like I'm the I'm dominating or anything. I go. Well, he's like, I was just in the trenches. And I go, when did you feel like you got out of the trenches? And he's like, uh, I don't know, probably after Nutty Professor, which Nutty. is like I tell, I 15 tell years after, into his career. And you just go, oh, my God. After Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Raw. Still, nope. Coming to America. Nope. Still feels like he's banging it out. Yeah. That's still. the that's the compulsion of the yeah. performer. Yep. Never enough. Yeah. it's ne- You're never safe. Never safe. They're always... They, it's built so... No one is safe except for the agencies. Yeah. Because they can turn it all over. I remember. They can go, you're, okay, you're now in danger. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Who, you're safe. Come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a safe investment. When Chevy Chase was on the, the first season of uh, <laughs> SNL, he said that when he was really, really big, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not or whatever, it was huge. He remembers saying like, I didn't enjoy it the whole time I was waiting for someone to figure out that I was a fraud. Yeah. And I was like, oh. This is the dark side of being a performer. Yeah, I mean, it's like you don't feel like me and Seth Meyers will do shows and we'll be um, before the show. We're both successful, funny, professional comedians, and we'll both be like, poor, like fucking, our faces are like sunken. Yeah, and we're going over our notes. Yeah, it's like the Seinfeld thing in comedian where, they, where Gary where Shanley. No, where he's at the improv, or he's I don't know, he's somewhere backstage, and somebody comes in, hey Jerry, and he goes. Could you just leave me alone yeah. for a second? A and he's, he looks terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the job. Also, in the same movie, Gary Shandling and he are driving after a show at the Comedy Magic Club, and uh, Gary Shandling's looking at his notes, uh, you know, like reviewing how yeah. he did. It never kind of, it never really ends. Can you, you could say, I know you will say no. Tell the Seth Meyers, uh, John Malkovich story. I can edit even, I, can't. I can edit that question out. Uh, I can't tell that story. It's not my story to tell. Can we call him and have him do it? It's not his story. I mean, it's it's a private story. All right, all right. I felt bad telling the, the some of the stories I already told. Oh no! Well, you you were very, you were. Filled. How long do you guys edit this down to? We're gonna run the whole thing, baby. This motherfucker. What are we at? Two hours in? Uh, we're pretty. We're pretty. One fifty. Well, maybe we'll have you back, and maybe you can run it by seven. No, no, and I'll I, let you tell it, that story. Yeah, I don't. It's just not a. I you know. I understand. Um, you have the best show business stories of anyone hands down I've ever met. I, the I, problem is none of them are mine. Meaning well, like it's always someone told me. I don't. Re- I guess I have some. That Eddie Murphy know. story was yours. Oh was yeah, that's you true. there. Yeah, and you've told me other stories that I wouldn't even ask you to tell. Yeah, that that, that one is. I tell that story, you know, to friends. I the love best uh, one time I told the story on the other, the other night on stage, um, where one time me and Piven we're going to a boxing match in Vegas, mm-hmm. like a prize fight. Um, and, uh, and there was a prize <laughs> and a fight and a fight. They would fight and they were fighting over a prize. <laughs> um, and uh, so it was when we were shooting the goods and we went, they, they sent like a private plane on Saturday 
and so we flew like noon on Saturday for the fight at like eight. So we so private when you fly private, it's like a it's like a it's like going to a car rental place, mm-hmm. but it's like even less. It's less do like you, organized because it's there. It's all just rich, fucking rich people. You don't have to circle the plane looking for <laughs> for dents bigger than a golf ball. No, I don't know what that means. That's a rental car joke. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, they make you have a look and circle if you see anything crazy for when you return it. Yeah. Um. So. So we're like, I was catching a bit of a cold, so I was like, eh, let's, we're just fucking around drinking tea and stuff, and um, and they're like, yeah, the plane's out there, you can go up whenever you want. Uh, so we, if we were supposed to leave at twelve, we go out to the plane at like twelve fifteen. Sylvester Stallone is sitting on the plane. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my god, what, what? The best is when I'm whenever the couple times I was with Chappelle or with Piven and they were impressed by the level of famous. And they were like, yeah, I remember Chappelle goes like, I've been up high, but I've never been up this high. Yeah. Like, Jesus, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, I saw Chappelle a couple months ago and he said he, he had just gotten a pedicure or a manicure next to Condoleezza Rice. No, really? Yeah. Just like, okay. That's crazy. Um, well, that was Charlie Murphy. He'll say on stage that uh, he's seen someone so famous, he didn't say who it was. When he went into a room at a party, someone just came up and started blowing him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that was Chappelle. I'm just saying that was somebody super No, that didn't happen. That's funny, though. It's crazy. This um, is a level of fame. That's a Stallone level of fame. Yeah. I so Stallone tells, I'm peppering Stallone with questions. And I asked him uh, about I, Steven Seagal or something. And he goes, Steven Seagal. It, he uh it one time i was walking on the warner brothers lot and i and i came upon steven it, on his porch crying uh holding a script and i was like steven what are you crying about and he said i just read the most touching beautiful lyrical script i've ever read in my entire life and i was like that's great who wrote it and he goes i did <laughs> So I've heard that I heard it from like Stallone was great with he understood his value of like he knew yep. he knew what people wanted from him. Yeah. Those people go like, you don't have to talk about Chappelle. What the fuck else am I going to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am an opinionated guy, but right. that's what you want yeah. me to talk about. I go right to E-Trade, baby. Get into yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. People Look. get to the goods. Yeah. Don't bore us. Get to the chorus. I like that. Yeah. I like that a Tom lot. Pe- Tom Petty. I Same like place that. where I got that Bono quote. Man, I, I think we got to have you back on the show. Is what I'm saying. Look, uh, you you guys do whatever you need to do. Ah! <laughs> whatever you feel like you need to do. You son of a bitch. USOB. How do you guys rate? Uh, I have a podcast called The Champs with Moshe Kasher and Doug Pound. If you guys want to, yeah, yeah, listen to more of my blathering. Plug and it. we actually do have sound effects because we're idiots. And, uh, and Neil at Neil Brennan and at Neil Brennan at uh, Twitter. Please don't spell it. I, um, I thought and, about yeah, it. I thought about Brennan. it. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, oh, dude, my pleasure. One of my favorite people. Will you say keep it crispy? You don't have to. Keep it crispy. Ah, yes! Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.